0: Welcome to Gahard Cascade Talks, where you'll hear raw, uncut job search advice featuring job seekers and employers while answering questions about the job search. I'm your co-host, Max Christman. So what we were going to do today is figure out the best way to get a job here in Vancouver, Washington and Portland, Oregon right now. And then a lot of this information is also going to be able to be applied towards anywhere else in the country if you're listening there. And uh, this is episode three. Hi, I am sitting here with Rainy from R2R Strategic Recruiting. Thanks for joining me, Rainy. How are you doing today? I'm
1: good. Episode three, huh? Episode I three. I thought
0: going to be the number one guest. She is the number one guest. This is, see, this is the whole thing. It is the number one guest.
1: I see how far down I am on the list. This is...
0: So we had our intro. We had our intro uh, podcast. And then we had a LinkedIn podcast. So... Rainey is my favorite person here <laughs> in uh, the Pacific Northwest uh, and nationwide when it comes to recruiting. She uh, knows her stuff, started her own company a f- couple years ago, um, and we've been following that. And uh, she just knows a ton about it. So, uh, as we say uh, in this, we want it raw and cut. And Rainey has been um, in the business for how many years?
1: I like to just say over 15, because if it's 15 plus, because if... you know, I don't want to get in that age discrimination category.
0: Awesome. So we're going to go right into it. So rainy just brought up a great thing that I wanted to talk about today a little bit. And it's one of the hottest topics out there in the industry is how do you get around Mm -hmm. age discrimination? And what are some things that you suggest that people can do, whether it's on a resume, LinkedIn, whatever, wherever it's at. Um, and, and then if you could talk a little bit about the two types, uh, as we know there's age discrimination on the front end, young career spe- seekers that are um, just starting their career and then also the senior level so tell tell me and kind of tell us you know what what your thoughts are on it and, mm-hmm. and some tips and tricks to mm-hmm. get around it
1: well first of all, it is a real thing it it, it is it is definitely happening, um, but I think as a job seeker um, we don't we don't need to um, outdate or overage ourselves and in a lot of ways we do that as job seekers so for example a lot of times we have we're applying to jobs and it says you know five years experience and maybe I have 20 years experience I think as a job seeker just one quick tip is don't say you have 20 years experience when the job is requiring five say you have you know, seven plus years of experience. That would be one example of a way to, um, you know, obviously don't overage yourself when you're applying for jobs
0: and then what is because when the one question that we get and something that job seekers talk about is when they're filling an application sometimes they ask for a birthday mm. and mm. so mm. Uh, when they look at a birth date, there's two things that I've heard and something that some people look at is are they looking at is that going into a direct HR system or is that going to somewhere separate
1: well I I would hope it's going somewhere separate but again Um, not all employers are created equal. (laughs) So um, first of all, I wouldn't be providing my uh, date of birth if I was applying to a job. Um, So if that is on an application. Now, let me correct that because when you're applying for government, city types of jobs, that is um, kind of standard process. And um, it is important to follow those Um, employer's application process and give them the benefit of the doubt that they are using that in the appropriate manner. Um, Now, on your resume, um, we certainly don't need and I wouldn't expect employers to be needing to know um, the year you graduated high school, college, what have you. Um, So that's not a requirement these days to I would say a requirement. It's not an expectation that those dates are on your resume.
0: And then when it goes into that, you know, those are some really good points. When we, the, the big topic always is LinkedIn. Mm. My profile picture, that's going to age me. So yes. what, what are your thoughts or suggestions on how to make LinkedIn where it's, they look maybe past, you know, what the profile picture mm-hmm. says. Um, And then also, what are your thoughts? Some people do try to hide their age by posting a picture of themselves when they're maybe much younger. Or or posting a
1: a picture of their cat or their cat or something else (laughs) to try to get
0: around that. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, my first thing is post a picture of you that is an appropriate headshot. you know you got to own who you are and if a a company is using linkedin photos to uh, determine if they're going to move forward or not with you that is not a place that you should be associated with because at the end of the day they're going to interview you and they're going to see you and maybe your gray hair or what have you and um you know that's you're just not being set up for success in that regards now i will say again have a professional photo i even my closest um, some of my closest counterparts and colleagues and friends, I look at their LinkedIn profile picture, and I'm just like, "That's not. That's <laughs> not." Uh...
0: <laughs> Cropped picture with their significant uh, other. It's probably yeah, not the best thing.
1: Yeah, I just, and even beyond that, it's just, you know, have a good photo of yourself, and if you don't you know ask ask somebody who's going to give it to you direct is this the is this a good photo of me applying for jobs and potential strangers and employers looking at a photo of me is that gonna you know it's kind of like dating you know (laughs) max you've never done the online dating thing but i mean (laughs) well you know be you but be professionally you
0: sure no that that's the great great tips um and then on the because uh, as we talked about, there's two types of age discrimination in, in the market right now, and it's the senior-level professionals, and then also there is the junior-level professionals that are out there, and they're getting discriminated against because they may have just graduated, you know, college or maybe a boot camp or maybe they haven't gone to any mm-hmm. formal education because they're self-taught, and which isn't super uncommon in the healthcare field, um, not healthcare, but in the Tech field and it applies mm-hmm. anywhere yeah uh, d- it doesn't matter what industry what are some tips that you would suggest a young professional that's trying to get into their career but is getting discriminated against because of the fact that they are a new professional
1: well you know this is this is a big topic um, you know discrimination and obviously diversity and inclusion and you know I know I know it exists I know it's real but I also don't want to get stuck in that's the reason why people are not being considered for roles um whether you are junior mid-level experienced um I'm to me a lot of times that's a good excuse that people go to when you aren't aligning your experience and resume to be the best fit for the position Sure, and so, for me, like really, before we go to that place of hey, I might be too old, I might be too young, it's how how does our experience um, line up to the position where we're applying
0: for sure and so what are some suggestions if you're and totally hear you on that um, when we look at other means to get the position even if we are in that position and looking at you know getting into the field or um, been in the field for a long time what are some things that people can do to get around that to make it so that the um, age or the experience level when they when it comes to the career um, Isn't as as important as in some of these other things that you know, what are what are some ways that candidates could you know Go around that and uh, and highlight, you know, what they are good at. What are some what are some things? What are some things that they can do to do that?
1: Well, I think it goes back to um, Really understanding the role and the employer what their culture is what their Demographics are Mm -hmm. what their um what their diversity commitment is um, but in order for you to even get your foot in the door it starts with a resume or outside of a resume is personal connections mm-hmm. and majority of people that I'm resumes that I'm looking at it's not their age it's not you know their their last name or what have you. It's their resumes are not aligned for the roles. Um, So it's, it's making sure that each applicant is taking time to really understand the position and how your experience matches up um, to the role and customizing your resume to these positions. Um, I would say of all job seekers that I, 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 uh, I give a lot of free resumes reviews, and from pretty much mid to executive level professionals, probably one out of twenty resumes that I look at are are solid resumes. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's really um, eye opening for me. When I look at job seekers and they are just totally missing the mark when they're applying for positions and from basic resume formatting.
0: Sure. And then with that, you know, I'm glad, you know, touch on the resume and I want to include LinkedIn on this as well. Uh, There's a lot of mixed feelings out there that that I've heard um, about the length of time that we want to put our resumes in as in how how many years back do we go? Mm. So Mm. one of the big things that, you know, and and I have candidates, and I'm sure you do as well, that come up and say, well, X person said, I'm only supposed to use 10 years of experience. Uh, I'm only gonna go back 10 years, LinkedIn, 10 years of experience. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that whole 10 years experience? And uh, what is the difference between a resume and LinkedIn when we're talking about experience? Mm.
1: Well, it's, it's hard for me to answer this generally um and my first job well my first real taxable job was at dairy queen you probably didn't know that <laughs> no, I, I did not know I, that i worked at that's dairy great. queen for four years all that's through great. high school that's great um yeah i can make a damn good <laughs> blizzard you know the banana split the things, one but you <laughs> yeah I, I can't i can't even
0: have those right now so that's this is killing me thank you so that is
1: not on my linkedin okay and yeah. um You know, but I had a job seeker I was speaking with the other day who got me advice, only go 10 years back, but she was applying for a position within the healthcare industry. Mm -hmm. And prior to 10 years, she had healthcare industry experience. And I said, why isn't that on there? And she said, well, I was told only go back 10 years. And I said, wait a minute, you're totally missing out on, Mm -hmm. um, on that industry experience in in which this employer was looking for. So... You know, if you're look if we're talking about your LinkedIn, make it relevant to where you're going or where you're currently at. Sure. Um but I would definitely say don't leave out opportunities that you've had within the last 10 years, cuz then there's some kind of red flags of why didn't he or she indicate um, you know, this employer. Sure. Um, and the resume, I mean, obviously that's, that is again, customized, um, when you're applying for positions with a resume, um, the one thing that I see job seekers do too frequently is being, is, is being very generalized. Oh, I can do all of this. Oh, I've had all of this experience. And that's where as a recruiter or an employer, you get lost in, um, what does this person really want to do? Or what have they really done? Um, So the resume needs to be much more customized and almost a little bit more narrow focused where your LinkedIn should be more of a holistic picture, especially if you are applying for different types of roles.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. And then with that said, you know, you brought up a good point is, you know, if their experience is 10, you know, 10, 10 years ago and, um, you they've been in that field. And I think one of the questions that people would be confused on is if they have, and, and we hear it all the time in the industries is that they've done this position, they've been in tech and then they've been out of it for, you know, three, mm. four years. So now they've got this experience that's in the back, but it's not recent experience. Mm. And, you know, we've all heard the saying, especially in the tech field, in healthcare is what have you done for me lately Mm -hmm. and so and this is kind of a two point question is you know how would somebody you know on their resume go in and say hey I you know have been doing these other things to bring those kind of to the surface with still saying what they've done Um, what are your suggestions on doing that to make their old work relevant what can they do want to do that and then on the on the second side of the resume question on experience and and time in, if it is a junior level person that is just getting done with uh college or education or certificate programs or something of that nature um and they don't have a ton of work experience so how do they put down work experience or what do you suggest that they do on a resume to showcase that i am knowledgeable um it's just hard to put that down if you haven't had your first, you haven't had a break yet. So, mm-hmm. what are some suggestions? Mm-hmm. You know, on, you know, sim- similar concepts of being out um, of the mm-hmm. industry a while and bringing those to the surface, or having some experience but not having an actual job to showcase that experience. Mm-hmm. What are what are your suggestions on that?
1: Well, I'd say in both situations, you got to be relevant especially in today's very competitive tech market. Um, you've got to be relevant and you can do that through a variety of ways and not just these things listed. Um, I mean, there's a ton of different ways, but volunteering um, and ask of the volunteer work that you are doing, um, you need to ask for a testimonial or a recommendation of um, recent if it's past um, work experience that you're trying to make relevant take a past recommendation or testimonial or even a quote from a performance review to bring that to light um, on your resume Um, we're seeing a little bit of that more and more happen but i will tell you as a job seeker having a quote or testimonial on your resume is your resume is going to look different than every other job seeker coming through um so those are a couple things if you're in the open source code i mean you need to get github you need to not only showcase your um your projects and coding um you also need to be more actively involved in the github community by connecting with other people commenting or even asking questions um because that is a platform where you can engage and do those things um but you've you've gotta you've gotta make yourself relevant and there's a variety of ways that you can do that um through getting involved in different meetup groups or associations but you've got to validate and you you've got to validate what you have to offer um sure. and whether that's even you know going out and doing some certifications um as well
0: sure and then want to just ask you one more question and uh you talked a little bit about the volunteering so there's another um you know huge aspect and we always tell people make sure you've shown down your volunteer experience Um, and there's a couple different thoughts on um, how we go about showing that experience especially when it comes to linkedin now what are your thoughts And I've heard it both ways. And so I wanted Mm -hmm. to ask your opinion on this. Um, If you, you know, some say that if you have a a legitimate role within an organization that's a volunteer, Mm -hmm. but it's not paid, it's still volunteer. Uh But say you are on the board of that volunteer organization or say you are an active member, but you have a title with that organization. Is it okay if somebody, especially you know, a junior uh, person within you know, that's, that's going out, junior career seeker, uh, or somebody that's been out of the field, to use that as an actual job under experience? Is that something that you would suggest? Is that something that is okay? Uh, how do employers view that, and is that at all misleading?
1: Well, again, not all employers are created equal. So some employers are going to think that that is absolutely phenomenal and others are going to look for a reason as to why you have put that as work experience Mm -hmm. when you shouldn't. Um, and my answer to this is if you are showing up at these events as a participant don't put that under your work experience. Now, if you are giving back and you are committed and you are actually making a difference and you have some type of whatever it is, numbers or impact um, to show that you, the work that you're doing mm-hmm. is um, impactful, then I would consider putting that under work experience. Okay. It, But it's, again, it's a fine line. I mean, I don't want, if and if you are somebody that is putting that under work experience and using that to get in 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 the door sure. and as soon as you get that job you're out of volunteering like no yeah. i'm going to know real quick as an employer like who are you as a person are you really committed to this this association or this industry sure. um and so if you're just if you're just saying these things to get your foot in the door but that's not truly who you are a lot of times that's even going to come out in the interview process sure and most employers and even recruiters are going to validate how involved is this person really in in this community and in a lot of ways if you're using it as um as an employment piece um they're gonna call they're gonna call that head you know person of that meetup and ask for a reference. better, you better have validation to what you're, what you're actually doing if you're indicating that as an employment opportunity.
0: Awesome, and so full circle. Um, I swear this is the last question for you, um, yeah, and 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 for the for the audience, Rainy and I can do this for days, and Definitely. and uh, it's it's always fun. Uh, it's talking to Rainy about these professional yeah. things, but full circle with that. Then, when it comes to the age of discrimination, and if we are looking are we at, back on that? We, we're just circling around because this I hope, is what people I, want to I hear. need
1: to tell the audience. Like I had no idea what questions you were going to ask. This is ask and me. again real. uncut yeah real
0: and uncut that's what we do raw uncut real information brought to you here by rainy and uh, anyways what we wanted what I want to just fully wrap this around with the volunteer experience those sorts of things do you think and do you think that adding that volunteer experience if we are using it for a job is sufficient if somebody is wanting to use that as experience and, and kind of fill those gaps possibly, or being involved. Um, is that something that they should be doing, uh, getting involved more? What groups, what sorts of institutions do you think that they should be uh, volunteering for? We've talked about it, how important volunteering is and, and what that does look like. So just real quick, some groups that you think, um, you know, whether it's meetup, whether, you know, there's there's quite a few out there. You that, know, are the, tech
1: related. that are tech-related? That are
0: tech-related. What okay. do you think are some groups, because this goes, you know, nationwide. Yeah. Uh, yes here in the northwest we've got some here but what groups do you think are going to be most impactful um, out there uh, that people can attend to get involved with mm-hmm. What where should they invest their time if they're going to invest time in volunteering what do you think are some but things that they should so do there's
1: so many I mean there's hundreds of small organic meetups that have been created to large national groups. Um, the ones that I am most familiar with um, are primarily here locally. Um, but one that has served me well in, in my career um, is not aligned with my profession. And that is PMI, um, which is Project Management Institute. I think we, whether you're in tech, HR, accounting, whatever it is, we're all project managers in one way or Absolutely. another.
0: Absolutely. That
1: is the most welcoming, um, at least, and I'll uh, talk about the Portland, Portland, Oregon chapter year, is the most welcoming, well-organized, well-put-together um mm-hmm. Larger association that I've ever been involved in. I've um, I've been a part of their committees. I've helped with annual conferences, um, but I just enjoy going to their events. Um, sure. They're very welcoming and they're very very informative. Um, beyond that, um, there's PDX WIT, uh, which is Women in IT that was formed here in Portland, Oregon, um, which has just been phenomenal. And um, obviously, I have to say. Get hired in. Oh, we've what yeah, is it? get hired.
0: Cascade talks now. Get you know, hired it, Cascade it's going to take a minute. Talks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, but there are many other groups. I mean, there's Van. I always say Van Techy um, is another great event here locally. But for me, it is what is important to you as an individual. So whether it is in in your profession or it's a nonprofit that mm-hmm. you're passionate about. Mm-hmm. You've got to you've got to get involved in something that you can commit to, um, and that's what I have done. I have I have found something that works for me, whether mm-hmm. it's location, feeling welcome, feeling like I'm giving back, and then commit to it. Sure. Because the more you commit, um, the more you can give, um, and then at the end of the day, you're gonna you're gonna receive in turn. Sure. Um, and yeah, so that I guess is. Yeah. I'm going to wrap it up with yeah. that. <laughs> no,
0: that is perfect. So uh, thank you, Rainy, for joining us um, and, and for the crowd. I asked Rainy to uh, do this early in the morning. She basically said, nope, not doing it. Um, no. I, and and uh, I kind of, we had a group this morning that we we're in, and I basically snagged her and said, hey, let's do this. And, and so this truly was raw and uncut. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had no idea what we we're going to be asking. And, and to be honest, uh, we just kind of went with it. So that's what this podcast is about, is raw and cut information. And uh, just getting that word out there so thanks for listening and uh this is episode three uh get hired cascade talks and uh thanks for being here thanks thanks again to our sponsor presso coffee here in vancouver washington and portland oregon Uh, two locations thanks for them for sponsoring our podcast And please leave comments below, Uh, like, share, subscribe, and we will have another episode out shortly. Thanks so much. Again, this is Max Chrisman uh, with Get Hired Cascade Talks.